0: Ladies and gentlemen, after a couple weeks hiatus and a couple of missing hair follicles, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast episode number 10. We cannot be here without you guys. We thank you so much for joining us here tonight through the I-95 Sports Network, through the Blackjack Media Group. We can't thank them enough for letting us be on their airwaves tonight. Al, I know we normally start with some kind of Star Wars pun, but it's episode ten, and we haven't gotten one yet.
1: Yeah,
2: that's it. We we haven't gotten to ten in Star Wars. I can't remember what uh, MCU reference it was. Tyler, I know you've been gone for a couple weeks. Uh, We mentioned The Force Awakens. We didn't go too much further past that. Uh, We want people to like us, not hate us, so uh, we're staying away from uh, the other parts of the Star Wars trilogy. But Tyler, you are correct. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Glad to see that beautiful face again. This is episode 10, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Tyler, real quick, I got a very, I got a fun special surprise for you, Ty. Okay. okay? Because it's episode 10. Okay. All uh, right. We put together a special highlight package revisiting the past uh, nine episodes. All right. Hey, ready to take a look? All right. Hold on. My phone's ringing. Hold on. Hey, yeah, Joe. Hey, it's Joe. Hey, it's our producer. Oh, hey, bud. Joe. What's up? No, there's no highlight package. KK Sports show should know. Okay, gotcha. Fact show. All right, so I'm sorry. Unfortunately, there is no highlight package. Uh, maybe at 20, maybe 25. Maybe we'll try to put something together for everybody. Uh, but real quick, <laughs> let's come over uh, tonight's, uh, tonight's lineup, Ty. Um, the Impact World Championship has been seen. We finally saw it after three months in hiatus. The New Japan Cup Finals are set a very well-done promo by an unemployed WWE superstar last night on Raw. AJ Styles had a statement title defense on SmackDown. We're going to main event the show with night two and the huge title-for-title match at the Great American Bash. Uh, But first, we're going to curtain jerk the show, relate the fuse, bring the boom, fighter Fest. Ty, what did you think of night one, buddy? Night
0: one for both shows was... Pretty awesome, I'm not going to lie. I was, uh, I, you know, I caught up on NXT over the weekend, you know, I've been busy, and Fighter Fest, again, just everything really delivered. I thought they were both really good shows, and Night 2 should definitely be just as good, honestly.
2: Yeah, I was I was really happy. The, the one thing that uh, we talked about last week, we kind of made the assumption that Cody Rhodes, oh, phew, there's, there's 10 push-ups for me, that Cody... And Jake Hager were, uh, were gonna main event the show, uh, and it took it, it turned out They they went to their big gun. They went to five star Kenny Omega, um, to put on a main event. What'd you think about that switch?
0: Yeah, that was um definitely an interesting uh, turn of events. Uh, you know, it's not often that you really see uh you know the tag team matches really legitimately steal a show, and they they got the job done.
2: They did. Now, the, uh, the tag team division at AEW, uh, we were saying it last week, that that is their strength.
0: Yeah,
2: They have 13 or 12 or 13 or whatever it is of the top their tag teams in the professional wrestling world. I mean, that, that is their go-to. That is their bread and butter. When we get to uh, uh, tomorrow night, tonight, too, you're going to see just, just just as much of them. It's, they, they're all about tag teams in AEW. I love it. Uh, with the main event, Trent's mom... I mean, Tyler, I, my mom used to drive me and my best friends uh, to my sporting events when I was a kid too. That brought a tear to my eye. We didn't have a minivan; we had a 1979 Bonneville station wagon. Um, so that was just as good. Uh, your thoughts on the intro and the match in general? Uh,
0: yeah, the intro was great. the The match was just as good. It you know, it was uh, it was also something like, again, it's like you know You've never really seen that before, so it was a nice little uh, fresh thing to see.
2: Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. I did, and she sat in the crowd and she watched, and then it was, it was that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, no, um, they, they
2: did very
1: well.
2: Yeah, great match. Uh, those two teams we know can go. Um, Post match though was a little interesting. Um, FTR was sitting inside having a, a couple beers. They came down, offered the champs uh, a celebratory beer. Uh, one, we knew who was going to take it. The other one, not so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, interesting, to say the least. You yeah, know? That
2: was, it, 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 I can see why it upset people. Like, when I offer somebody beer, if he dumps it out, I mean, I mean, we know Kenny Omega doesn't drink beer. I guess maybe that should have been the, the telltale sign not to do that. But the, the, the lack of respect from Kenny Omega... That, that was that was like a that was negative stars tie. That he went down in my book about that. Now we joked around last any Omega heel turn. Um, that upset me. That upset Adam Page. That upset FTR, and even the Young Bucks came out. Uh, and it ended up being a three on three mishmash at the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had it coming. <laughs> he did. Unbelievable. But not, that that's probably the biggest heel turn of all. Oh, that that was that was heartbreaking. That
2: was a waste waste of 12 ounces right there. Um Cody and Jake Hager, uh, going back to them in the T V uh, the TNT championship. That got a little confusing at the end. Um you
0: want to go into that one, Ty? Yeah, I mean it just it didn't make a ton of sense. And I I can't really still wrap my head around it. I j I don't it's hard to explain.
2: See the thing is, we were we were going over the match picks. We were like, why are they doing this to Hager? They're gonna make Hager look bad. Now they made Hager got the L, they got the loss, and honestly, it was he didn't look bad at all because he was choking Cody out. The problem that kind of bothered me with that match, I don't have a problem with the outcome, but the fact that they played Cody's music right away, like it, it took away the suspense of who won the match. Like imagine if they they didn't play Cody's music, Hager's got his hands in the air, and then the ring announcer announces Cody as the winner of the winner. And that I think that would have made more sense. I mean, I don't have a problem with that with the outcome the way it was um I kinda knew I figured uh Cody was uh retaining anyway um and like I said Hager still looks strong because of it, but it that was I would have held off on the music until after the ring announced that's, that's my only complaint about that I'm gonna nitpick here on this one time
0: right. well yeah, I mean I've been you know I was calling for you know a couple of weeks before my little uh my, f- my little future endeavor that it was, I thought it was going to be a little while before Cody Rhodes or no, there's my 10 pushups uh, <laughs> um, that I, you know, I figured it'd be a while before Cody drops the title uh, regardless of who he goes up against. Um, it's just, I, I don't see them wanting to play musical championships. Uh, I think they had the right idea though with the ending, but they're t- like, I said, like you were saying, rather their, their timing on everything was just really off.
2: Yeah. Um, it, it, like Cody, Cody sold it too. He, he it took him a while to get up after that choke that Hager had him in, but he pinned himself. That's it's unfortunate. Um, yeah. Private Party defeated Santana Ortiz. None of us had that right. Um, no. I believe all four of us got that one wrong. Um, and now Private Party is going to be getting a World Tag Team Title match that we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. Now the women's title match tie. I took a shot at Penelope Ford about two, three weeks ago. And boy, is my foot in my mouth now. That was a performance.
0: Yeah, that was that – was, uh, that arguably could have been one of the best matches on the show. Um, again, you know, Cheetah, I don't think – I don't see her dropping her title anytime soon. But, again, they put on a, a fantastic match.
2: I didn't think Penelope Ford had that in her. And they were saying it, you know, time after time. And a lot of times when you hear the, the, the announcers, he's having the match of his life. He's fighting his heart. You know, blah, blah, blah. she literally was having the match of her life right in front of our eyes. I don't know. I didn't know she could do any of that. I didn't know she had that in her. Penelope Ford went from here to up here in my books. I mean, what, that was an outstanding match and a losing effort. And Chris Jericho, I believe, said it best. He's, Chris Jericho said a lot of stuff on, on <laughs> and yeah, stole, the Microphone. But uh, he said it best. Uh, you know, she, even though she lost, she won.
0: Yeah, no, that that match was a big uh, stepping stone for her in the sense of, uh, you know, uh, I don't even want to say a big rebound, but it was just it, it definitely helped her make a statement for herself. Yeah, it was, it was just a great, great match. I didn't expect that.
2: No, that was that was a lot better. Like I said, we everyone, I think everyone in the wrestling world kind of knocks AEW in when their women's division. They have a couple stars there. Penelope before I just put her name in the conversation. You know, along with Sheeta, I don't think anyone's ever doubted Sheeta, and I think Britt Baker uh, is somewhere in that conversation as well. Yeah. Uh, and then in the, in the opening match, uh, another match that actually me, John, and John got wrong tie, but I looked at the picks. Uh, you still made your picks online. You went with Jurassic Express over MJF and Wardlow. It
0: what was did. the thought process on that? Luck, luck. There, you. <laughs> Honestly, I. I it, it was. It was kind of a weird match for me to pick. I didn't know. Really. It could have really gone either way. You know, Jurassic Express has a little bit of momentum. Jungle Boy himself has a little bit of momentum going behind him. You know, being the first uh, open challenger for the TNT title. So I kind of put that into effect that they can carry some tag team momentum through with them. Um, yeah, it was just I, – I felt like it could have gone either way. and
2: Yeah, a miscommunication by Warlow and MJF was what cost them. And uh, I, I think it was Excalibur said it, and it kind of dawned on me. I mean, normally, like I said, when you put two singles guys in there against a tag team, sometimes the single guys win. This time the tag team won. You got a legitimate tag team beat two singles wrestlers – like I said, all being a miscommunication, MJF, uh, and MJF got in his face. Um, real quick before we bring in uh, John and John for their picks, something that's been bothering me for a very long time, uh, Marco Stunt. He reminds me of somebody, and I can't think of who it is, and I, it hit me finally last Wednesday night. You ever watch Roseanne? You remember Darlene from Roseanne?
0: No, that's before. Uh,
2: people look, look up Darlene. Uh, what was her like? Connor. Darlene Connor. That's who Marco Stunt is. Hopefully John and John will get that reference. I know uh, they're a little bit uh, more towards my age than yours. Uh, but coming up, we have our fire Fest picks. We first uh, want to bring in. We'll bring in John Smith. I believe we have to bring him in first to keep our graphics. John, that's there
3: you go. Uh-oh. You got the
1: conga line going. There it is. There
3: There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, jeez. Of course my camera's not working right.
2: Okay. Uh, not a problem, we That's why we have pre-production meetings, buddy. That's why we, we, we take care of that stuff there. <laughs> right. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. Uh, wow. We have Don right. Smith, he's coming in. He's going to join us as well as John DeConte. He's in the house. John, how's your camera? Your camera's okay?
1: It seems to be all right.
2: All right. Good. That's what I want to say. That's what yeah, I want to, to say. So do you guys get my the Darlene from Roseanne? Am I wrong here? Marco Stunt?
3: <laughs> Absolutely. I okay. see. You, you got the, they got the same hair going. Yeah.
2: Exactly. It, it took me a long time to figure it out. All of a sudden, it just hit me. Um, but, real quick, so we're going to go. I keep on saying, real quick, I think there's going to be a drinking game coming from that. My uh, fiance brought out uh, something else I say all the time that I'm drinking game. For. Anyway, uh, going over uh, last week's picks, uh, these are the records that we had come up. Uh, don't let the sign fool you guys. The Conti is spelled correctly. <laughs> um, last week, I went, three. I went 7 and 3 with my picks. Uh, the rest of the gentlemen went 5 and 5. Uh, 500. There's John Smith. 500 going into it. Um, we didn't really do too well with uh double or nothing. And those are the standings right now as we speak. So going forward into Fighter Fest, what do you think we should do first? We'll do some tag team action here. This is going to be an interesting one. So Cal Uncensored against the Dark Order along with Colt Cabana. Now, Colt Cabana's not officially in yet. John Smith, take it away,
3: buddy. Uh, I mean, Colt Cabana's going to end up in the match, I believe. I just I don't know where they're going. I, I don't see... Uh, Brody Lee, I almost called him the other words. I almost got 10 push-ups from you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see Brody Lee losing this match. I don't see... SCU doesn't need this match at all. They, they haven't been building them up. I don't see any way that they win this match. John Connie. Yes, I am in agreement. I, now, this is
1: exactly what hit me on the hind parts last week by uh, writing off uh, Jurassic Express saying, oh they don't you know. No one cares whether they win or lose. Everyone loves them anyway." But I think that's kind of the same thing here with uh, SCU. SCU doesn't uh, doesn't need to win, and if you're going to forward the storyline of Cabana being drawn into the Dark Order, you want happy times. So they need to win to continue to uh, pull him in.
2: Tyler.
0: Yeah, I'm happy gonna take. I'm going to take the Dark Order. Or am I even saying that right? Oh, my God. You go on a three-week hiatus and uh, everything's all insane. Whatever team Brody Lee is on, that's who I'm taking.
2: Yeah, now, if Colt Cabana joins the Dark Order, are they the new, 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 new Dark Order?
1: <laughs> God, I hope so. I, yeah,
2: I, I think this is going to be an ongoing trend. I think it's going to be the same thing that we saw a couple of weeks ago. Brody does the dirty work. He lets Colt Cabana get the win. Uh, maybe an Anna Jay sighting. That'd be fun. Maybe find out what Aunt Jane's doing in the Dark Order. Would be nice. Uh, I spy a Jersey guy, gentlemen. Um, Janelle's got a tall order there. That's Lance Archer, and that's a very, very upset and pissed off Lance Archer. Ty, you can lead us off on this one.
0: <coughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to take Lance Archer here. Uh, you know, we've been saying a couple weeks back when the whole uh, TNT Championship sparked up. That um, between Cody and him, either one of them really could have taken that title. Um, it would be kind of foolish to kill Lance Archer's momentum. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give him the win tomorrow.
2: Yeah, John McConaughey, he's got to get momentum back.
0: I, I, I absolutely agree. I think uh, Janela, obviously,
1: he's not exactly enhancement talent. Uh, he's certainly more than that. But I think that's going to be his job here. He's going to take uh, – Probably a couple of ugly bumps and uh, put uh, the murder hook monster over Big John. Yeah,
2: I, Joey Janela's the right guy in the situation, John Smith. You think that?
3: Squash. Yeah. I give this. I give this match less than a minute and a half, like we did with that that match last week.
2: Oh, you're gonna go under ninety seconds with this? Seconds, I, I don't. So. Absolutely. I I, I think Janela's gonna get his licks in. I think you know I uh, five minutes maybe. I think I don't know. And it, it maybe just because he's a Jersey guy and I want Joey to do well, I'm going to give him a little bit more of a benefit than the doubt that this might actually be a decent match. He was in the main event against Ambrose and gave Ambrose a run for his money. So I don't know how you make uh,
1: Lance Archer I have for that. you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have an
2: idea. I have an idea. I'm gonna let you guys talk first. Is this just Nyla Rose? They're saying she's got a surprise for people. Is this anything, John DeConde? I'll let you lead on this one. Is this anything?
1: Uh, her surprise. I you know she wants her her title back. I, I have no idea.
2: Well, she's an night. gonna have an opponent. I can't. It's, it might be one. You know, an enhancement talent. But she said somebody's saying that Nyla Rose has a surprise. Ty, what are you thinking?
0: I don't know because if I'm correct, well, not if I'm correct, uh, you know, someone from WWE had tweeted out that there's uh, a bunch of pissed off wrestlers ready in two weeks, so it's, I don't see anybody making a surprise debut here. So I'm, I'm very interested in what, what's gonna come, out, uh, come to be. Um, I, I really can't, I, I don't know, this is interesting. I'm like yeah, I'm legitimately interested.
2: I think I think I think we're all in agreement. You know, it's it's on the site. It's on pro It's gonna be Nyla Rose versus question marks. I don't think any of us are gonna bet Nyla Rose. But what do you think the surprise is, John Smith?
3: Oh, uh, you thing, guys are missing something. Honestly, the first thing I thought of is she might be challenging a man. Interesting.
2: Going intergender that, in AEW. Huh?
3: That was the. That was the. I mean, not technically, but. Let's I, I, uh, tread lightly here. Okay, so I don't know
2: what Nia Rose's surprise is, but you think uh, Little Miss Abaddon surprises her? I think you throw Abaddon at her right now when she's not expecting it. She's been off TV, was it two weeks now, or was it last week or whatever it was we talked about her? I think you throw Abaddon at her right now. Just get her in there and just have Nyla Rose just run scared. Completely sell this gimmick. Completely just, just make it a memory. Make it, a, make it this huge thing. It is fighter fest. It is going up against the bash. Get Abaddon at her.
0: No, I didn't think about that.
2: And that's it. That's it. I was, missing, I was missing the obvious. but uh, We got a Donny Brook here, boys. We have a Donny Brook. Who wants first crack at this one? I have
1: no idea. This could go every which way. Yeah, this is probably the hardest one to pick on the card because I don't know whether you you put FTR and the Young Bucks over and keep things nice between them right now or you let them lose and already start to see cracks in the uneasy friendship. And, you know, because we all know it's leading up to them facing each other. So I guess if you put a gun to my head, maybe I pick – Butcher Blade and the Lucha Bros, simply for the fact that it starts the tension between the Bucks and uh, FTR. All right, Ty, follow it up, buddy.
0: Um, you know, I never, I didn't think about it that way before I made my pick because that was actually really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I picked, I mean, I picked Young Bucks and FTR just so they would keep the piece. Um, I could see them riding it out a little bit longer. You know, they got something nice going on right now. Uh. But who knows? I've been proven wrong on this show multiple times, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still going to stick with Young Bucks and FTR, though. All righty, um, John Smith. Hashtag Bleep Show. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah,
3: I got the I got the Lucha Brothers winning with um, yeah Blade and the Butcher with the Butcher and Blade. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're when they're going to have the have FTR and the young bucks start their little tension. I mean, they've already started it a little bit, but yeah, they were heavily involved in the, the, the pouring of the,
2: the, the, 15 negative, I'm sorry, the negative stars. We get neg- John Smith. We gave uh, Kenny Omega negative stars on the beer pour. That was unacceptable. Um, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> uh, yeah they, they were a part of the, the mess at the end. Um, they were on opposite sides. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with FT on the bucks as well. Uh, just to, couple things with this, though. Blade and Butcher. We talked about this last week. I forgot to mention it. I think they're wearing white because don't butchers wear white? Yes. Now, I think they get the blood stains on them a little bit, maybe like meat juice or whatever you want to call it. I think, I think that's what's missing. And I think that's why they went from black to white. They don't butchers wear white anyway. And then... Uh, oh, I, forgot I on the they're big. just I'm supposed white. to
3: be eccentric weirdos.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and when it comes right down to it, what's missing is the bunny.
2: Yeah, the bunny. Um, yeah, I'm pitching... I, I'm the biggest Pentagon fan there is. He was my guy in Lucha on the ground. Love him. I just think this is too much for him and his brother and the Blade and the Butcher. I just think maybe it's just going to be like—I I hate to use this phrase because it's been used so much recently—but anything you can do, we can do better between FTR and the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are going to do flips, and the, you know the FTR is going to do their fists, and they're going to try to top each other and eventually get the win out of it. Uh, next week, um, as we found out. Uh, that Moxley uh, stayed home, washed his tights for an extra week. They going fight, a fight for the fall, and is next weekend on the 15th, I believe the day it is. So maybe, I mean, if it, if it escalates that quickly, you could possibly get Bucks in FTR the next week. So I don't have anything. Anything you guys want to add to that real quick before we move forward?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, right.
2: Taz, Taz, uh, Taz got a, says Moxley's got a case of the chicken bleeps. That was pretty funny.
3: That uh, self over too much, in my opinion, doesn't run a sloppy shop,
2: yeah. Yeah, Tad likes cool. to talk. And this isn't ECW, Taz. This isn't uh, Taz with two Z's right now. John, are you wrong with saying that? Or am I
3: correct? It's Absolutely, his, it's his gimmick, basically. It's his slogan, it's his colors. That like, why are they doing this? It's uh, he's we'll overshadowing show. Cage, in my opinion,
2: yeah. Uh, before we move forward, uh, something I want to bring up, John DeConti, specifically you, because you're the one that keeps on making the jokes about it. I noticed that I fell out of my chair, especially what Jericho said after the fact. Did you go on to AEWshop.com and get your American Night uh temporary tattoos that they were showcasing uh, before the uh, Cody and Hager match?
1: They were sold out by the time I got there. They <laughs> were?
2: Did you hear what Jericho said after? Shavani, you put him on your ass. Like, <laughs> I, I had to I had to I was watching it on replay. I had to stop it and then go get tissues because I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Oh god. Uh kick off you. We don't have a graphic for this one, but due to their win over Santana and Ortiz, uh private party gets the next shot up uh at Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Ty.
0: Um, I'm gonna take the private party on this one. Uh, I know you and I have been talking for a couple weeks about uh, the Omega and Paige marriage uh, starting to fall apart eventually. Um, it's, gonna, it's getting kind of boring for me. I'd like to see it fall apart soon. Um, so I, I'm going to take part of the party.
2: Yeah, they're getting worse than Sasha and Bailey right now, John DeConi. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's possible. but <laughs> I don't know. It's like, Sasha and Bailey do have the record for the longest waiting few. It's it been three years now. <laughs>
1: Exactly. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to say the champs retain here just because I think the chance to do it and make the feel good moment was last week. Uh, You know, this having no build up to this, really, uh, other than them winning the match private party last week. I say this is not the spot where you do that, but certainly I've been
2: wrong before. Yeah, this is this is I don't want to say it's filler, but uh, this is I want to say this is substituting in for uh, Moxley and Cage being pushed back a week. Um, John uh, John Smith, um, I know we have one more match to talk about. Um, I'm assuming that match will be the main event. Do you think they're gonna put Omega in the main
3: event again this time or are they gonna go with Jericho and Cassidy? Uh, they gotta go, Jericho. Uh, last week Omega didn't draw them the ratings they they wish that he did. So I think they gotta go a different direction this week, especially when you're going again you're going up against Adam Cole.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, who do you got in the match, John?
3: Um, which one, the Jericho match?
2: No, 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 no. We're gonna get to that next. Uh, the tag titles we haven't talked about. I don't, I don't oh, think we the got tag, Oh yeah, I didn't
3: give you mine. Um, I got the. Uh, I almost called them the Street Profits. Uh, yeah, I got them win, uh, I think for the same reasons I said that I thought the best friends were gonna win win last week. I think they're they're just gonna, you know, do it this week instead because Paige and. Um, and Omega should end up, but like leap or get off the pot. AEW. Honestly. Yeah. Um.
2: Uh, two things uh, from my end. Uh, one, one, one. with Private Party. Last week, it, it's it's a it's a nice event. It's AEW Fighter Fest. Everyone's kind of going all out. Mark Quinn comes out. He's got the the, the leopard and and the the, the the Private Party. He's got the tails. Got he looks MVP like you know Private Party. You know the champagne room. Whatever. Isaiah Cassidy was on like a tank top. Like he just, it, it, he didn't really look like he fit into a private. I don't think he would have got into the club where the private party. I, I think he, I think Isaiah Cassidy's got to step up their game. Um, I think both these guys maybe at some point in the future. I, I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go double down on Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Um, they got me the win last week. Um, they got me those three extra points that none of you guys got. So I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna double down on them. Um, like I said, I think this is going to get dragged out. I think they have a plan for this. Possibly, maybe double or nothing, or all out or all outs next right in September. And then, uh, what? We're, I guess uh, we were wrong last week. We called the main event wrong, but uh, we're kind of get the feeling now that Moxley and Cage um, is sidelined till Fight for the Fallen. That Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho uh, will be going up against Adam Cole and Keith Lee. Um, John Smith we'll go in reverse order this time let you speak first
0: I
3: don't know where this is going I think there's just gonna Mike Tyson is basically gonna be what makes this something worth watching if they just have it be only Orange Cassidy versus Jericho with all the build up I don't know why you're gonna put it in the main event I think Mike Tyson is the reason that that this is all happening this is just a way for Tyson to get involved
2: Okay, there's a follow up question then. So, hypothetically, there you go. I knew we were forgetting something. Hypothetically, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically, uh, if Moxley and Cage was happening this week, it would probably be the main event. Are you still putting Tyson in this, or would you actually you think Jericho and Orange Cassidy would still main event if Tyson's involved, even with Cage and Moxley?
3: Um, you know, I didn't really put enough thought into it, I guess, but yeah, uh, I mean, the involved, that's the huge payoff, right? When I, when I thought about it, I thought about it as them being the main event. I didn't think about the fact that, you know, it's, it wouldn't have been had Moxley's wife not
0: gotten sick, but
3: maybe they are going to call him in, you know, as a, as a last minute thing, just cause they, they're scrambling. But then again, yeah. i went one in five or one in four last week. So I, w- I would take what I say <laughs> would have been called I did. Uh,
2: Tyler made the graphics. This week. I did have everybody's individual records on the shows on I mean, that. I guess you can thank Tyler for not throwing that one and four next to your name.
0: What's uh, uh, what the, the last five?
2: Yeah. Well, you John went one and four last week at Fighter Fest. You only got one match, right? Uh, <laughs> thank God for a Kurushita, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, take the swig and then uh, let me know what you think. You think uh, Jericho mentioned Tyson last week? We haven't seen him or heard from him.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I I picked Orange Orange Cassidy um, solely with the mindset of if Jericho loses to Orange Cassidy, he's gonna go berserk on TV, and I cannot wait for it. Yep. But when you tie in the fact that Mike Tyson hasn't been around in the last couple weeks, uh, and he's pretty overdue for an appearance, um, you know, it could it could be something where Mike Tyson could get physically involved. There could be something where he just causes a distraction, and this is an easy roll up. Um Mike Tyson plays a pretty big hand in how the match is gonna end if he shows up. So I'm gonna pick Orange Cassidy just for amusement's sake.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, John the Connie. We've seen Chris Jericho versus the Undertaker I mean Orange Cassidy before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking about it. anyway, uh my reference to Undertaker being Orange Cassidy
1: last week. John the Connie, who you got? Uh With what those two gentlemen just said, every fiber of my being wants to pick Orange Cassidy. But I just think Jericho is such a genius in terms of ring psychology and pure entertainment. In a spot like this, I I can't for the life of me figure out what I think he's going to do. But I cannot pick against my personal goat in the history of wrestling. Got to go with Y2J.
2: Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah,
1: exactly. I uh, yeah, I be like you picking against Triple
3: H. I know exactly. I
1: was gonna say I was gonna say Eva Marie, but um,
2: oh god. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Orange Cassidy. I think this is. I think Tyler. I forgot it. Not that I forgot about Tyson. I don't know. I just didn't think they would use him this time. I guess they could. They 100 could. You know, so they're in a war right now, and I guess MJF made that abundantly clear uh, before his match last week. Uh, That would only help my cause, but I just I just think Jericho I think he gets screwed or something, and I guess Tyler's right. I think I just he's gonna snap, he's gonna flip out, and uh, and I think that'll be that that's more uh, of a payoff than him winning to tell you the truth at this point. So, um, once again, Fighter Fest Night Two is on ProWrestlingPickem.com. Oh, we got four people now. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. So uh, feel free to create a, uh, your own pool with your friends. You can play along with us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool. Um, please do. Uh, right now, we are going to move forward. John Smith, this is not so long for now. This is. We will see you later when we talk about NXT, uh, as well as the Great American Bash. We will see you in a little bit. John DeConi, you're going to stick around for a little bit. All right. Because, ladies and gentlemen, make way, make way. This is your time to shine. Catchy song that uh, that uh, kicks off impact. I, I enjoy that theme. <laughs> John Donnie, our senior impact correspondent. Tyler, Ooh. I was creating job titles for my friends while you were away. I hope you do not get upset by this. We hired them. They are on payroll.
0: I do not mind as long as I'm not the one paying them.
1: On
2: the county, take it away. What do you want to talk about first
1: here? Your, your show. Okay. Uh, well, we started the show with uh, Bay uh, versus Suicide in an, you know, in an interesting but not all that long match. Uh, we had uh, Suicide perform. I, I don't know if he has a nickname for it, but uh, I, I'm not sure who's under the mask this year. I, I did a little research to see who had been wearing the mask along the way is changed, I guess, like six times. I don't know who's under it right now, but it made, me, it made me giggle for a minute when he performed something that looked an awful lot like a coffin drop. I think, yeah, I did catch that. Yes. yeah, <laughs> it was, it was The outside of the ring. Right. 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 Yeah. So, and uh, of course, Bay wins with a, a modified famous, once again, jumped off the, the road with the famous, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. It would have been, uh, you know, a little better had uh, Josh Matthews called it, uh, you know, maybe he told us what Jay's what nickname for it was or whatever, but uh, uh, noteworthy and entertaining nonetheless.
2: I think you're asking too much of Josh on that one, John. I like Josh and
1: all, but, you know, n- naming moves isn't really his uh, thing. Yeah, calling them doesn't seem to be his thing either, so <laughs> <sighs> Uh, then uh, let's see. Then we had the backstage uh, segment. Uh, Moose being interviewed about his match with Crazy Steve. Only thing really noteworthy about that was that he referred to himself as the real world champion, which of course immediately, yeah. immediately makes me think of uh, Blair's first run with the WWF. Exactly. Uh, you know, it made me wonder if they were eventually going to blur out the, the TNA World Title <laughs> that he was carrying yeah. around. <laughs> they should have. They should have had that at that point. If someone someone coming like like Scott Demore. i like, fine. You want to call yourself that? We're flagging out the title. Exactly. It, it, you know. Sometimes this stuff writes itself, and you know we see it, but they don't. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had a quick segment with Swinger talking trash about buying off the refs at Slammiversary and getting caught, uh, yep. and therefore getting banned from ringside at Slammiversary he, Yeah, he that's. Is, uh, I
2: that might actually work out in Chris Bay's favor. I, I think kind of, you know, Swinger, you know, no good deed goes unpunished, and he he might something. I just felt something would have bad would happen if if he would have tried to help out Chris Bay, and it just backfires. I I think Chris Bay has got a better shot of becoming next division champion now that Swinger's down at ringside.
1: Yeah, and it'll it makes it a le- a, a legit match, which is you know those two. You don't you don't need any extra gimmicks, and that's really all that. Uh, no offense, that's what Johnny Johnny Swinger is. He's there, our truth. He's there to make you laugh every week, yep. Yep. With some weird '90s wrestling reference or his awful swinglet. I'm, I'm I'm still just shocked that he's still around. Like nobody else shocked. Rhino being around that doesn't shock me. Ken Shamrock a little bit. Like Johnny Swinger is still. But that's what when I first started kind of peeking in at that show again about six months ago. I saw I I saw him kind of like cut a you know now once again before I was given the title of senior impact correspondent I told you that for the last six months I watched that show the full two hours on fast forward I barely <laughs> ever stopped it to hit play and I, I I guess maybe he passed through a scene where Van Damme was one time so I stopped it to see you know if Van Dam would have anything to say that was interesting. And I heard them just say something about Swinger as he passed through the scene. And I didn't even recognize him because he seems twice the size he was yeah. in WCW. And my first thought was, is that the like cruiserweight midcard jobber from the dying days of WCW? <laughs> is that the same? Could that possibly be the same guy? So, but he, he's he's carved out a nice niche for himself over there as the comic relief. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's, uh, isn't, he, like, co- isn't he co-host of the
2: Locker Room Talk with Madison? He certainly is. He does. Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan, huh? I didn't see that yeah. one
1: coming. Exactly. Yeah, they say, you know, the North came out to explain why they had jumped Ken Shamrock the week before. Uh, and uh, then uh, uh, Callahan did his hacker gimmick where the lights went out and he did his Sabu entrance. Lights come back on and he's standing there in the ring. Uh, you know, they had just uh, the North had just explained to Ken Shamrock that he was a lunatic, he was unhinged, as if there yep. was anyone who didn't know that, and that he had no friends, so he could find no partner. And Callahan showed up to say, "I will be your partner," and then and lights had, go out, he disappears. And they had a long-standing feud before. I guess
2: they they recently were fighting, right? Then they fight a rebellion.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it was they brought him back to put him into the Hall of Fame. Uh and just to have Sammy uh, jump him, make it very personal, very ugly and uh, they had their series of matches and uh, then both of them had pretty much been off TV other than a couple of sightings of Jamrock backstage just to cross paths with the North to set this up Yeah uh, TNA we- Championship was on the line I, I
2: I was pulling pulling for crazy Steve and his monkey <laughs> I
1: love that monkey got to love that monkey.
2: But then yeah. after the match, uh, this had to have brought a tear to your eye. Uh, that promo from one of your – I don't know who your ECW guys are. I know a few of them. I don't know if Dreamer's one of
1: them, but uh, hey, Tommy – If you're an ECW guy, Dreamer's got to be there for you. you know? Yeah, see, that, that's what, that's what I wanted to assume. Yeah. But, yeah, but so uh, – Hold on your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, apparently I did a little more digging into this and found, uh, I guess, maybe the next day he went on that, uh, that Busted Open uh, show that he, I guess, co-hosts or is on quite often. Uh, the same one that Jordan Grace and Deanna Parazzo yeah. were on the week before, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he went on there and it did a little bit of an explanation. Now, I, was, I, I assumed watching the show that that was a little more than a work, but apparently there's a little more realism to it. Uh, He told the story going back to uh, the last days of their Mexico tour before the whole COVID thing uh, shut everything down for a while that uh, Tommy was working in the last match of the night. He knew he was going to – it was, you know, the high altitude. It was apparently horribly uh, hot. He knew he was going to get a lot of color. He was going to be bleeding the, the whole night. And because they're in a smaller building, they don't have a hockey locker room to come back to. And, you know, every you know, a couple of guys are in little rooms and his crew was himself, Moose and Eddie Edwards. Eddie had worked, I guess, earlier in the night. Eddie was gone. Moose worked, I guess, right before him. So Tommy had brought an extra towel from a hotel to make sure that he had that towel to cool down with and actually get clean when he was going to be, you know, dripping with blood. And uh, he worked last match of the night, went back to his locker room only to find his towel on the floor with two Big old moose prints in it. And he snapped a picture of it and sent it to his, at the time, buddy Moose and was like, you know, what the heck, bro? You know, I come back from my locker room. I come back to the locker room at the end of the night. I don't even have have a clean towel because you helped yourself to it. And you don't even hang it up to to dry. And apparently Moose didn't respond, didn't, uh, you know, just didn't say sorry, nothing. So the two of them have had some hard feelings ever since. Wow. There's this. Throw it right on TV, huh? Yeah, yeah. and, you know, the the best stuff has, you know, a good portion of reality to it. Apparently, unless this whole thing is a work, that has a good bit of uh, reality to it. Um, I'm
2: going to skip to the main event real quick, and I got a couple questions for you afterwards. I know there's some things that you want to talk about. Sure. Um, It was revealed, I guess Josh Matthews was right for just blurting it out out of nowhere, that Madman Fulton was the guy that jumped Trey. Uh, Trey kind of snapped in the main event last Tuesday. Sure <laughs> did.
1: Uh, he kind of went off with some chairs, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Well, first uh, he was in the corner about to get, I believe, a choke slam, and I guess the uh, the magic uh, gambit bow staff was uh, uh, that Ace Austin brings to the ring was uh, hanging by the ring post. He took that and wrapped it around Madman Fulton's head to get him the space, you know, because he was you know mid goozle. Uh, so he got got himself some space, picked up a chair, and went off. Yeah, he he got him good. Yeah, that was good to see what happens tonight because I don't
2: think Madman Pole is a guy who wanted to upset like that. Maybe some uh, retribution is coming tonight. uh, next week, right? It's a week from Saturday, so we got two more shows. We got tonight and next, and then the next week's to go home, right? Um, real uh, real quick before we get into uh, the rumor aspect here with uh phone call from scott Demore and the promo they ran after impact last week which i know you want to talk about Real quick question we forgot to bring up last week and i want to get your opinion on uh yeah. tessa blanchard what where where do you see her going and ty you can hop in on this one too uh
1: where, where does tessa end up here uh you know right off the top of your head you say well you know dad's over in aew but yeah. uh, every rumor, you know, and usually, you know, when we're going to make picks, I try to avoid rumors at all costs because I want to come to it fresh. But, and you in, don't want <laughs> But uh, in trying to do my research to be the impact <laughs> correspondent, I, I purposely look for some rumors there. And supposedly, AEW has next to no interest in Tessa. And a lot of people kind of have her going to the WWE. Ty, you. Got you. You
2: wearing chest
0: Blanchard. Like I don't. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it's weird. Like again, you know, AEW has no interest in her. You know, WWE already let her walk. Her, let her walk once after the May Young Classic because she had an attitude problem. She's hard to work with behind the scenes. Um, uh, but at the same time, she's put quite a name on herself uh, as far as being a drawer goes lately. Um, so it's kind of. You kind, of, do you take the risk, uh, seeing that you know your undoubtedly biggest uh, women woman on the roster, Becky Lynch is going to be out till probably around the Royal Rumble. Charlotte Flair's out for a couple weeks. You know she she's not going to be gone terribly long. Uh, you know, do you think WWE needs her? Is the real question. Um, I would probably lean more towards no. But there's a lot of people that WWE did, doesn't or didn't need, and they still got them anyway. So it won't surprise me. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I had to pick right now, though, I would say of the two, she ends up in WWE.
2: Yeah, that's – from what I've been seeing, too, I don't, I don't click on the articles. I just scroll past them. Uh, and my knee-jerk reaction was exactly right. Tully Blanchard is an AEW. She could be a star there. She could run a division, you know – it. Let them teach. The thing is, if they don't have any interest in her, WWF already got rid of her. It's, it's almost like she's the Chevy Chase of professional wrestling here, where it's just like she's so good on screen, but she's impossible to deal with you know, behind the screen. Like, I don't understand. I think it might do more harm than good. It would have to be if she goes to WWE. I'd say more harm than good if she goes to NXT. I wouldn't put her on NXT at all. I, I would throw Ronda. That's what they want
1: to do. Put her feeder to Nia Jax. Welcome to the team. Well, uh, I, th- I think if they do pick her up, maybe she sits out for a little while and they wait till Charlotte comes back. Because since we never got the horsewomen of NXT versus the horsewomen of Ronda Rousey's camp, maybe they go, you know, Flair versus Blanchard, and you know they bring her back yeah. just to see how that works out. And if she's a nightmare, then they give her the boot after they have Charlotte inevitably pin her. Uh, she, if she's in Mexico
2: right now, she doesn't want to come stay. She's just staying triple A for She's got to grow up. I mean, I, I, that's what I've been, that's kind of what I've been hearing. And she just, she's just a horrible person backstage and she just needs to grow up to stay in triple, triple A and relax, you know, and apparently there's been other comments going on around about it too, but okay. Real quick, John,
1: before we get into our picks, uh, Scott, Demore more had a phone call. <laughs> Yes, right after the North, uh, you know, had their square off with uh, Sammy and Ken Shamrock, uh, they were furious because they were not dressed to compete. Uh, So they ran backstage and bumped into their countryman, uh, Scotty Demore, who was just finishing up a phone call with a couple of good brothers who uh, he said would fit in perfectly. And uh, as he put the phone away, he bumped into the North. And that's when the match for Slamiversary was made because he was not going to let that stand to have his countrymen up, you know, upstage like Shamrock and Sammy Callahan just did. But uh, as you're saying, to get back to the day before Canada Day, yes, exactly. So, but yes, uh, as I I said to you in private conversation, or maybe it was even in a, uh, a Facebook post. Uh, I think that, you know, the North, uh, in all likelihood, get through Shamrock and Callahan via some heel tactics. But I think they've got a couple of good brothers in their immediate future thereafter. And the North are in trouble. Yeah. Um, And we'll get to
2: uh, when they ran. I I love the flashbacks. uh, You know, Remember this Impact Championship match? And it was Eric Young winning the World Championship. And then they ran a pretty interesting video
1: after the show. Yes, in what I've come to call the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe end and credits scene, <laughs> yes, exactly. they seem to do one of these every week, uh, we saw the Super Eric singlet and mask and a hand reach out and grab the mask mm-hmm. as the screen went to black. Mm-hmm. And uh, since they've already uh, they've already leaked tonight's cold open, the first, like, three minutes of the show tonight, we see Swinger... Uh, come into the screen and happen upon those same articles. And he, you know, and he, you know, at the time, at the time I was, I, I wasn't watching during the super Eric era. Mm-hmm. So I had assumed that's who it was about, but it took me quite a bit of, uh, you know, Google searching to find out that I was correct in my assumption. Uh, but had I waited till this week, Swinger walks in, sees the stuff, picks up the mask and goes super Eric huh? and kind of like, Tosses the mask and walks off screen. So, another big tease for who could be one of one uh, of possibly multiple former champions returning. Yeah, and uh, not to
2: mention like they just said when uh, we'll get into it next week when we make our Slam anniversary picks. Uh, they they announced that there will be only four people in the main event, and one of them they are not going to announce till the show. So um, that'll be interesting. Uh, real quick, John, because we gotta keep moving forward here. Uh, we have four matches, I believe, signed uh, for tonight. We got Sammy Callahan and Josh Alexander. Um, I think I think Sammy's the singles wrestler here. You got to go, Sammy. I would have
1: to agree with you.
2: All right, then, uh, and then your girl, your girl Jordan Grace, in a non-title match as a tune-up uh, for
1: anniversary She's got Kimberly. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Grace if this one uh, finishes cleanly. Uh, I don't put it past Perazzo to get involved, but assuming we get a real ending to it, I'm gonna go with my girl Jordan Grace. I think it's about time
2: Jordan Grace gets one up on her too. I think I think Perazzo maybe tries to get involved and like Jorgana catches her like post match or something and, and puts her. She's gotta start fighting back here. I would enjoy um, that, greatly. Yeah, uh, Susie and Kylie Ray. Uh, Against Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary, I like Taya and Rosemary, but that's just a weird pairing. This is
1: a weird feud. Yeah, I I I don't really, you know, Taya walked into the middle of locker room talk last week as her uh, her charge there. uh, uh, Pardon me, John E. Bravo was hitting on Rosemary, and uh, Taya just you know basically uh, took Rosemary's hand and let her off because she was looking for a partner. Build up. Build you, explanation. you guys know I am the easiest critic with there
2: what there is with wrestling. I pretty much that segment was awful. Like that yes. was just that was pain that was painful to watch. And that, and that it, it takes a lot for me to be like, man, that was just terrible. That locker room talk segment was. I I, I sent John Smith the the link to the show because he wants to start being a part of these conversations I'm like dude like don't judge the show based on locker room talk like just get, like accept that that
1: was hard it's not always that bad it's pretty good the one redeeming element of that uh, that whole bit was anytime Taya you know passes and they've had it happen about three times in the last two weeks whenever she passes uh, cross paths with Swinger and you know asks him you know have you seen Bravo I can't find Bravo Swinger every time, referred uh, tell Dino. I haven't seen Dino yeah, in know. years. Tell him I love the guy. <laughs> you mentioned Frenchie Martin, I think, a week ago or something. Yeah. You mentioned
2: Frenchie too. You mentioned Frenchie.
1: Frenchie Martin's not here to <laughs> bail you out, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Ty and Rosemary on that one. Yeah, uh, likewise. Uh, and then uh, there's a, uh,
2: a fatal four way. I don't know if it's elimination or not, but you got four tag teams going at it. You got uh, pretty much the other four tag teams, not named the North. Right. Um. TJP and Bob
1: versus Reno Scum versus Triple XL versus the Deaners. Yes, uh, I'm gonna go with TJP and Ba just for, for the sake of momentum. Yeah, they had to win
2: last week against Reno Scum. I'm picking Reno Scum again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna double down on them again. Hope we don't lose out too much here. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna keep John the County. We're gonna keep you on for a, a quick more, uh, one more part of a segment, real quick. Uh, because we know, uh, I personally know you are big into the championship belts, uh, collecting them, uh, auctioning for them. I know you—you—you you, you showed me the Facebook pages that you're on. Yes,
1: um, spending way too much money on them. Yes,
2: yeah. <laughs> but uh, last night, uh, MVP and Bobby Lashley debuted this. Uh, this is apparently the new United States Championship belt. And I'm using the word apparently because I'm not buying it. <laughs> I will let you uh, – I know, actually, John, before we get to you, I know Tyler um, has uh, something he wants to say. Uh, get this off his chest. I know he was kind of – he texted me last night. He wasn't happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought the Intercontinental title was bad, but my God. Um, I didn't think they could possibly do worse. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pull up a picture of the belt one more time. Let's take it. That's. Ah, Hold on. Um. Yeah. I. Um. Yeah. So I mean.
2: I'm not a joke. I'm setting you up.
0: (laughs) No, I mean. I got
2: more jokes. I was setting you up. I
0: know. I know. I know. I got. I got space them out. Um. (laughs) You know, it's one. I saw somebody last night actually did a little bit of Photoshop with the belt and moved the eagle with the stripes up to the middle of the title and moved the word champion down. That's I thought that exactly. looked ten times better. That's, that, this,
2: I think the word champion is way out of place here.
0: I'm thinking my thing is with the with champion and bright blue big letters across the the front. It's like it almost looks kind of impact-ish to me. Almost like I've seen this before.
2: I uh, I saw a couple uh, comments from people saying that the stars that are on top, um, above the word United States, where the WWE logo is, that should have been the blue background and not the word uh, champion.
3: John
0: um, McCownie, oh, yeah, oh, No, 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 go ahead. I, I, I uh, see I, you. I, I, you got jokes. You'll get your jokes and Don't worry about it. <laughs> You're
1: as yeah. the aficionado. Yeah, well that that yeah, that was my first thought was that uh, clearly that the, the shape of the plate is supposed to be mildly reminiscent of the belt that they're apparently doing away with, even though Al's not buying it yet. Not but buying it. If, if that was the case, then yes, absolutely, the stars should have a blue background. Like when, when I see that title. I don't immediately think, you know, from far away, I I couldn't even see the word United States above champion, and I I almost couldn't perceive the red and white stripes. So if you made the stripes maybe a little bolder, a little thicker, and put the blue background behind the stars, okay, that's the U.S. title. I get that. But uh, I, I will say this. If you showed me that belt with no reference, someone was creating a new title, I would say, you know, kill it with fire. But having seen the Intercontinental title, having seen them take the masterpiece of Reggie Parks that has been my favorite title since I was in Short Chance, exactly, and do what they did to it, making it so forgettable and uh, just colorless, lifeless, and boring, I think this one is a vast improvement, and apparently I don't know that the same company made them. I assume it did. They had them both uh, made, I think, almost two years ago. They were supposed to swap them out somewhere around SummerSlam, or at least that was the heavy rumor back at that time. And then it just, you know, Vince changes his mind, you know, uh, every time the wind blows, and they shelved that. And then, they you know, the night that they brought out the Intercontinental title, it was just kind of like, oh, by the way, Shinsuke, you're on your way to the ring. Here's your new title, and it's awful. So I think this one, even though the circumstances were weird, I think this one is a thousand times better than the Intercontinental title, even though it's still got awful. And I yeah. think really the only decent titles that they've had created in the last, I don't know how many years, are the NXT women's and uh, men's world. Those are the best titles in the company.
3: Yeah.
2: All right, well, John, uh, we appreciate your opinion. Uh, we will be getting back to you uh, later on for our uh, Great American Bash picks. So uh, stand on by. And Thanks very we much, All righty. Okay, Ty, I know you got more things to say about
0: the U.S. title. You may proceed. It's, ter- it's terrible. I just don't understand it. It's like, yeah, you know, I'll pull it up one more time. It's just, I just. I, <laughs> I uh, it's in here somewhere. Um let me see. Oh uh, no, that's even worse. Um I, uh, here's, the thing,
2: Mike. here's the thing. I'm not buying this. Why would I why would MVP be the one to get this new belt? Why I, I don't I'm not understanding this. I think this is a prop. I don't think this is real.
0: You know, I, I th- I, I'll I be honest with you. I, I really wanted to believe the same thing last night, that it was like, oh, they're just using this so uh, they can do one of those things where MVP can uh, self-proclaim U.S. champion until extreme rules. So he has something to walk around with at least. Um, but I don't know if you saw, but last night within like 15, 20 minutes of it being on TV, they were up for sale on Shop.com already. Oh, yeah. Yep. So it's like, I mean, I look. I wouldn't put it past Vincent friends to make this a a, a title that's only going to last two weeks. But if I if it's a title that's going to last two or three weeks, and then get it, and then get the JBL garbage can treatment, uh, it, you know, I'd be pretty pissed if I dropped four hundred fifty dollars on it and it's never going to be. I mean, if you drop four hundred fifty dollars on this thing, you're dumb. You could probably buy it at the dollar store, but.
2: I uh I, I think the only way this belt survives is if MVP wins uh next weekend at extreme rules. That's, I'm sorry, that's 10 push-ups. The horror show at the extreme rules. Yeah, I, I mean that's the only way this belt survives. Like, why would Apollo Cruz, if he defends the title at extreme rules, why would he take MVP belts and then and then have him? You no, know, all you you want you have yours? Like yeah. I, I don't I'm not getting this whole thing.
0: And you know, I was a very big advocate for the longest time of you know, with, with titles changing and getting their makeovers. I, I didn't – the U.S. title was the one title I never wanted them to touch. And I thought I was actually going to get what I wanted for a while. And then last night.
2: I know. thought both renditions, even the WCW version of the United States Championship was amazing. I know John Smith has a replica. Um, he's backstage right now. Maybe we can make sure he uh, he'll bring that on. Uh, when it comes back for his uh, take, uh, for when we talking about NXT, but I thought both of those. I thought I thought it wasn't a step back at all when WWE changed it, and now it's I don't, it's just gonna take yeah. some getting used to, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, like uh, the WCW version was fantastic. The most recent one that we are apparently losing in less than two weeks, I think, is the best one they've ever had. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I like my belts with the exception of Big Gold to be nice and eventful you know what i mean like i know a lot of people knocked the spinner but you know what it was something new and different and it was kind of like all over the place and when you saw it the first time you were like this is kind of like i think i think everybody correct me if i'm wrong i don't want to speak for anybody here but i think almost everybody thought that belt was cool for at least the first month it was around because it was something new yeah, well, he did it with the United States title
2: too when he wanted, uh, when he beat Orlando Jordan for it. He made the United, or he beat, no, he didn't beat Orlando Jordan. Whoever he beat for he made the U.S. title under a spinner first before he beat JBL.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that, again, that was another fantastic title. It was nice and colorful, the nice silver border with the, with the, the studs through it. Uh, and it spins, and I'm a sucker for spinning titles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, you, know, okay. you know, but and even but you know, you th- you think about how much you were able to do with that just one spinner title. Edge was able to throw his thing in there. The Miz just turned the thing upside down. Now,
2: <laughs> yeah, so um, now you're thinking way I am. It's worse
1: with Miz.
0: You know, it's like yeah, you know, Miz ever becomes a world champion again, he's just going to wear the belt upside down. Yep. Um, you know, the Intercontinental title. I think if I'm correct, around the 2000. Eleven twelve area when actual Cody Rhodes was in WWE doing his whole segments with the big show and the face mask. I thought that was a really smart move to go back to the old uh, design. Yeah. Um, these tag team pennies, I don't particularly care for them. Um, they To me, they just like they look like giant pennies. Uh, but I mean, it's. I want to say I'm going to pull it up one more time. I, I mean, I want to say maybe it'll grow on me. But I'm not. Yeah, sure. like I
2: said, I, I'm I'm convinced right now it's just a prop. He like said unless MVP is scheduled to win, there's no reason why Apollo Cruz is taking that title if he defends at uh, at Extreme Rules.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless they kind of put him in one of those uh, situations, like at what was it, Mania 32, or whichever Mania it was, where uh, you know they they have someone there to collect the title from him at ringside. Like they took the Divas title from Charlotte. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing oh, I could yeah. think of. Them.
2: Or or you gonna hang him from a ladder and make it climb from both of them. Um, that'd be fun. Yeah. Be I, don't, I don't I think MVP has seen his last ladder match. I wouldn't put M V P in a ladder match.
0: No, I wouldn't put yeah, that, that um, would, you might kill him.
2: Moving forward, Ty. What you I got?
0: Think,
2: I, don't, I don't know if you're gonna agree with this this segment, but for the first time. I'm gonna, let's go, let's go with Ever. I was just saying a very long time, but I'm pretty sure it's the first time ever I was actually upset that Jinder Mahal was injured and off TV. Yeah. Last night he was the missing piece of that puzzle, I think that everybody wanted to see one last time.
1: He's uh,
2: yeah. man, <laughs> and he's Slater, man, that was unbelievable promo. That was real, that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing performance and a promo by Heath Slater.
0: Yeah, you know, for somebody who really didn't have to be there and for somebody who's pretty much a free man in, what, 10 days, um, he didn't have to be there. He didn't have to try. He could have went on camera and done something stupid. Um, Granted, it was also – I believe Raw was also taped last night, so we would have never known anyway. But the fact is, is he still went there and gave it 110%. Yeah. yeah,
2: and he did his job too. Like I said, he's not known. I guess you know he's you know he took the the claymore and he was done. Uh, but we got the moment. The, the match was irrelevant. I don't think anyone's gonna remember that match. Was two seconds, you know, one kick, and that was it. Yeah, um, but uh like I said, I know uh, you know you we were, we're gonna see Heath again possibly July eighteenth um you know cuz he does have a buddy in impact and then we all do believe uh that he uh is going there he, i think he said something on twitter that he's already signed i don't i don't know the whole thing
0: oh, a lot of these guys uh, uh claim to be having big things uh in the next 2 weeks so we'll see uh wouldn't surprise me i'll be honest with you i know a lot of companies uh you know impact not especially but impact you know for the lack of better terms they Always hurt for talent, I guess. Um, I guess one of their biggest problems is retaining people, getting to keep them around long time, uh, long term. Um, so yeah, when Slammiversary comes around, or the the impact after, if you must, uh, wouldn't surprise me to see a handful of faces walk through the walk yeah. down the ramp. Um,
2: speaking of rumors and we're gonna keep SpongeBob up here a little bit because this is for. Everybody,
0: yeah, we're gonna need on the
2: internet. That was led to believe that Kyrie Sane is done with professional wrestling. They're gonna send her back over to the Japan. She's gonna fill out, her, uh, finish her contract as an ambassador. She's gonna start a family. Welcome back, Kyrie Sane. <laughs> <laughs> and cue the music, cue the umbrella spinning, and here comes my Japanese darling. I was happy to see her last night. More, more than just seeing her, the fact that she
0: just <laughs> shoved all those rumors right up everyone's ass, and it was, it was beautiful. Well, um, I don't want to be that guy because I know we don't do rumors here too much, but the show was pre recorded. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so I, I, I think, if I'm correct, everything is at least a week off of when it's actually happening. I, look, I don't want to see her go, and it's pretty, it's pretty blatantly obvious that she's going basically because of Nia Jax and the injuries she's getting from her. Yeah. Uh, and it's a damn shame, uh, especially because I think we can all mutually agree, uh, you, myself, and the two Johns, that uh, Nia Jax sucks. I hate <laughs> her. And the only reason she's sticking around this long is because of her cousin. Yeah, and it yeah, makes you. Well, she's,
2: she's been off TV for a little bit, so maybe there. Uh, maybe she's working on some things. She's been out for a couple weeks, right? Oh,
0: well, she uh, me her cousin.
2: <laughs> they, uh, she hit the referee. I don't remember the repercussions repercussions that came from that. But uh, you know, she's been off TV for a while now. Uh, maybe she is uh, somewhere training and trying to be safer. I don't know. How trying to get the people benefit of the doubt that they're trying. No
0: benefit of the doubt. Goodbye.
2: So Tyler. So Al. What is an eye for an eye match?
0: I did I did see that. What is it? Um I don't know, but whatever they choose to do, they should be extremely careful. Um Yeah, somebody could lose an eye. <laughs> <laughs> not even from somebody losing an eye factor. It's uh how they go about somebody losing an eye. Um, because this match already doesn't sound PG. Oh, uh, I,
2: think, I mean the call show, the horror show.
0: That that definitely is not PG. <laughs> um, you know I think, you know if well if you put Rollins over Mysterio, it's very easy. You just stop. You give him a curb stomp or grade his head against the stairs again. Yeah. How Mysterio would do it though? How he would take an eye from Seth Rollins is interesting because, I mean, he's already got to use a stepladder to get up to his eyes to begin with. So that's already – you're taking like five seconds right there just for him to get to the guy. Yeah. The, guy, the guy's already got time to move. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would think – I mean, uh, you know, we've again, something we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks now uh, before I, I disappeared. But uh, I I've, there's no way Dominic's not getting involved.
2: Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he fits in. Like I said, I don't, I, don't, I eventually do want the, the the turn and the swerve. I just don't want it right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, I think maybe it's one of those things. Yeah, you know, I, I see Dominic picking up the the win from Mysterio, and not even like having to get too involved. Just that classic like pen tucked all the way in the hand thing. He's the one that does the eye damage. He does the one that he's. the eye so.
2: Well, because you know
0: they, they're so. What's that?
2: I was going to say, how would Seth Rollins look in an eye patch? That's, that's another thing we got to consider on this. If, if Rollins loses, he's going to be a pirate for a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Paul Burchill could probably lend him a couple of pieces. <laughs> um, no, you know what it is? I feel like WWE's been so high up on putting Dominic in the promos and getting him involved yeah. that if there was ever a time to set those – you know, it's if you – You could put – you're in a situation where you could have Dominic take out Seth Rollins and be – Seth Rollins being the heel he is, you know, I'm not going to compete till I'm 200% cleared. Uh, You know, you can keep him off for about four or five months and get – that's an extra four or five months of training for Dominic, you know what I mean, to set them up. But – and, you know, I hate hate to do this, but I got to pull up a good friend over here. But – with everything from the last couple of days, you know, the whole Mysterio not getting in his extension, you know, does that play a role in whether or not Dominic's going to get to stick around? I, I think he sticks. I, I don't I don't see why. They just wouldn't. seem too invested in the kid to where they would yeah. let him go. But I think if one stays, clearly the other one's staying with him, so – yeah,
2: I can't, I can't see, like, Dominic – I can't see Dominic in WWE training, and all of a sudden Ray just shows
0: up, and, you know, he's a part of the elite. That'd be yeah, that would – yeah, it wouldn't make much sense.
2: Um, Orton got uh, – Randy Orton got Andrade Angel Garza pretty motivated last night. They worked together pretty well. Uh, they didn't seem to go at it, so that's just one week – uh, uh, safer for them being together. I know they've been fighting a lot and it's kind of been upsetting me. I want them to stay together with Zelina. Uh, Orton, Orton got him in line last night, so that was a nice big win for Randy Orton. Um, I don't really have much to say about that. You got anything to say
0: about that? No, I mean, it was a night, nice, it kind of looked like uh, it, it reminded me a little bit of Legacy, a bit, uh, which I'd rather them not try to replicate.
2: Yeah, uh, you. You mentioned that the three generation, you know, the you know three generation uh,
0: superstars.
3: Well, you know, it's
0: it's, you know, it's not even that I'd be against it, but depending on how you know, with Edge's recovery and his timeline and everything, the last thing you want to do is have this guy come back and then you have to, you know, half-ass your way out of a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, If they're gonna do it, I'd rather them do it the right way. Um, Nice to see Big Show though.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's he's the panic button right now that Edge got hurt.
0: And I'm, if I'm correct. He ha- he's like uh, after, excuse me, um, since I guess technically WrestleMania, he's got to be in like the 30s for uh, heel turn face turns now because he uh, came out at WrestleMania to go after McIntyre's heel. Yeah, he's his big shell. <laughs> now he's now he's a Viking Raider. Yeah, now he's
2: he's now he's a fan. now he's got a Netflix show. He's got a he's he's a, now, he's yeah, a, now,
0: a Netflix show. Um but no, it's it's nice yeah. to see him around. I, I think it should uh it, it's it's just uh, it's cool right now. I'm actually enjoying Raw.
2: Good, good. Yeah, and actually uh, the main event, uh Mickey Cross, uh she distracted Bailey. Asuka got the, the win in the champions versus champion match uh Kyrie was at ringside which was nice to see sasha was at ringside it was a nice little scuffle now next week time we had another tag team championship match uh sasha and Bailey are going to put the belts on the line against the kabuki warriors yeah you, you see the title change here now i want i, wa- I want to see it just to keep Kyrie on tv
0: you know if if Kyrie, sane and oscar win that puts all of the departure rumors to rest, but at the same time, I don't see the I don't see Vince or writers or creative, whatever you want to call them, putting going back to back double champions with their tag titles. You know what I mean? Yeah. it's like, it's taking away, you know, the titles from teams like your favorites, the Iconics. Yes. You know what I mean? It's uh, I just I don't see. I feel like when um, Sasha and Bailey do drop the titles. It's going to be to a team like that. I don't see uh, Kyrie and Oscar winning.
2: I I I don't know. I, I'm going to say if Bailey and Sasha. I just feel like they're too important right now. They're on every show every single week. Like it's. I think they're just. You got to leave that. You got to leave the tag belts with them for now, so they can be on all three shows. That's the loophole with why they're everywhere. Eventually, yeah. what I would like to see. When the dust settles next weekend and after all the feud and everything, I I, I want to see a, a, a Sasha and Bailey versus the Kabuki Walkers, uh, Kabuki uh, Warriors in uh, like a win like the Kabuki Warriors are the tag champs. Sasha and Bailey they're the singles champs, and then it's the titles for titles, winner takes all type deal. The same thing that Austin and Triple H did with the Undertaker and Kane when the two man power trip started. I I I would love to see Sasha and Bailey be the two woman power trip and all this.
1: Um I'm not sure yeah,
2: happen. I don't think putting the uh, the titles on the Kabuki Warriors now, though, is uh, the answer.
0: Yeah, I don't think so, like, you know? I don't think so either.
2: Um moving to SmackDown real quick, Ty. Did you know that Matt Riddle doesn't wear shoes even when, when uh, even when he is with a bear?
0: That's not safe.
2: But that's he it doesn't he doesn't care he never wears shoes. Um, a match that I didn't know I wanted to see until John Morrison came down the aisle. What a match between John Morrison and Matt Riddle!
0: Yeah, no, they definitely they tore it up. They uh, you know, Matt Riddle obviously he's going to be uh, he, he they have him strapped to a rocket and flying forward right now, which is a good thing. Uh, you know, you see too many of these NXT guys come in and uh, they're relevant for like, what, a month or two? Like Shayna Baszler, where like where's she been? So it's nice to see that, <laughs> you know, it's nice to see an funny. NXT guy actually doing well uh, after a call-up.
2: Yeah, and I, I, a lot of stuff, you know, Morrison does some amateur wrestling maneuvers there in the beginning. I didn't know he knew how to do all that stuff. So I don't know if he's been training or whatever, but great performance by both guys um and it was a cradle style win uh like a pin He didn't knock him out he didn't hit him with the bro Derek. he didn't you know he didn't do anything he just he out wrestled john morrison and, and and held his shoulder for. you could have held him down for 10 probably you know morrison wasn't moving he couldn't move and morrison knew yeah. too he, he was pretty he was upset after riddle like go after the the pinball he got he like, ah, you know like it was he got out wrestled uh speaking of out wrestling another donnie broke up a match um AJ Styles I want to say it was a statement win because he hit a Styles Clash uh hit a powerbomb into the Styles Clash followed by the phenomenal forearm uh and after a great match but he just he he just he just thumbed out Drew Gulak at the end and that was a statement win in my book
0: Yeah I mean it was interesting to see him kind of to to bully Drew Gulak for the last uh portion of that match like that um uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, it, SmackDown was two for two that night just right there. Right off the bat, too. Those were the first two matches. Like, the yeah. Intercontinental Championship match didn't even have
2: intros. Like, they just, they were already in the ring, and they were just going at it. Like, wait a minute, is this for the belt? And the graphic came up. I'm like, okay, I guess they're going at it. And it was phenomenal. No pun intended. Actually, pun intended.
0: Pun 100%. I t-
2: intend that pun. <laughs> um, going into uh, – Next week's picks for SmackDown, um, Sasha and Bayley, before their title defense on Raw Monday, they got Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss in a non-title match. Um, Bayley fought Alexa Bliss last Friday, uh, got the win after Nikki Cross, just uh, couldn't take it anymore, jumped in the ring and started beating up Bayley. Uh, So they're doing a tag team match as is set up because, as you know, Nikki is challenging for the SmackDown women's title. At Extreme Rules. Uh, who do you got in that tag team match coming up,
0: Ty? Um, see, the, the, <laughs> I didn't think about that. That actually makes it interesting because you're going to have SmackDown going right into uh, Extreme Rules. I know it's They're a non-total Yeah. Uh, they are however.
1: everywhere.
0: You know, because the way I see it is uh, Alexa Blix and uh, Nikki Cross win carries over some pretty bad momentum for Bailey and Sasha into Sunday probably screams uh not so good news for them yeah uh, if Bailey and Sasha win two times within 72 hours uh I might fling myself into the dishwasher <laughs> uh, so uh I'm,
2: I'm uh, gonna do that though I, I think I think they're gonna win maybe Nikki gets something uh next week or whatever to get the one up getting some momentum going on the show but I'm gonna go Sasha and Bailey this week for both Raw and SmackDown.
3: Yeah, I can agree with
2: that. Um, and then the SmackDown Tag Team Championships are on the line. Uh, a- another gem of a match. SmackDown was just throwing out gems like they're going out of style last week. Shinsuke Nakamura beat Kofi Kingston, um, and now they're finally going to have the tag title match. I don't know. Maybe is this too soon? Why? Why not put this on the pay per view? I know we had that discussion all the time, um, but. Maybe this is like a no, uh, no contest. Maybe, like I said, Cesaro introduced a table after the match. Maybe they're kind of setting up for something. I think that's what I was getting at that point.
3: Yeah, I mean,
0: you know, you, you know, I have my opinions on title matches being left off of a pay-per-view card. Um, you know, I know it's – I look, realistically, I know it's not easy to do. I know sometimes you get deeper invested into some stories than others. But it's still like it's still a title. Yeah, uh, the fact that Cesaro uh, sets up a table uh, post match uh, gives me some hope.
2: Yeah, it's exactly what it does. And you know they didn't use it, and they might tease it again uh, this week or something like that, or actually use it to cause a disqualification. Like there's there's ways to set up some kind of horror show table match for Extreme yeah. Rules. I, mean, I think that's why I want it. That's why I want to see this go.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I don't want to say they could end up on the pre-show, but with – the, look, they'll probably end up on the pre-show.
2: I don't know. Apollo <laughs> Cruz is fighting. You never know.
0: And he's fighting, um, so, he's fighting MVP.
2: Well, <laughs> it's unfair, unfortunately. But if you're going to put Apollo Crews and Andrade on the pre-show, you can put Apollo Cruz and MVP on the pre-show. Um, real quick, Ty, I was going to go over. The New Japan Cup final is set. Go for it. Uh, I was 50% right. Uh, My boy Evil from LIJ, uh, he made it to the finals and he did some some vicious things on his way there. Um, He took out his own tag team partner um, with a chair. He swung a baseball bat, hit the chair. He just did some nasty things with his own tag team partner. Uh, And then in the quarterfinals, the round before that, he took out Yoshihashi pretty quickly uh, with some viciousness. Uh, Evil... He's looking, he's looking motivated right now. Um, I did the mistake by betting against Kazuchika Okada. Um, that's never a good idea. I had him losing to Tomohiro, not Tomohiro, um, Ishimori, the bone soldier from the Bull Club. That didn't happen. Um, Okada's in the finals. And, uh, Tyler, that will be on Saturday morning, I believe, the 11th. I think there's something else important that day. I'm not exactly sure what it is. Um, but that match is the New Japan Cup final that morning. And then the next day will be Dominion, where the winner will challenge uh, Tatsuya Naito for both the uh, N- uh, NWJP championship and the Intercontinental championship. He's, uh, he's all Becky Two belts over there, um, over in Japan. He's the man right now, the leader of the LIJ. Um, it looks like I'm going to go with him and Evil. I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's, I don't want to bet against Okada. I always do. I want to see new people, but uh, when I was talking to Kenny P the other day uh, when he was on as our New Japan uh, correspondent, uh, I, I would figure you save O'Connor for a big event, a bigger event than a 30% where he was saying that. I'm saying throw it right away because that's that was the thing. I'm going backwards here. You know, just to try to get the viewers back in again. You know, New Japan was off for a while. It took a, It took a break. Everything was delayed. I think it would be a good way to get back into it, but Evil just looks too motivated for me. I'm going to go Evil. Uh, is going to get the win over Tetsuya Naito. Um, I don't see him being uh, over Okada. I don't see him being Naito, though. I think Naito's going to go big. Uh, he's going to be all Becky two belts going in the Wrestle Kingdom. Um, a nice feud develop between uh, between these four in the tournament. Um, I mentioned Tachi and Zack Saber Jr. Uh, they took out pretty much uh, Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. Um, Bushi. that well, they all, they all faced each other. So Bushi beat Zack Sabre Jr. Then tai Chi beat both, uh, Tanahashi in the first round. Then Bushi in the second round. with not help him, Zack Sabre Jr. So they got a nice little feud going. Um, that guy tai Chi, I'm going to go with new champions here, Ty. I got Taichi's, uh, he lost a tough one to Sonata, but I think that was just because this is the feud that he's going with right now. And then, uh, uh, yeah, who's that Uh Shingo. That's right. That's Shingo from LIJ. I'm getting my guys. I can't see with the graphic there. Shingo uh, from the LIJ, the Never Openweight Championship. I'm going to take him over. Show, uh, who was one half of the junior heavyweight tag team champions uh, from Roppongi 3K. Uh, those guys got jacked, though. I was very impressed with uh, Sho and Yo uh, during the New, uh, New Japan Cup tournament. So that's uh, just a quick rundown of the New Japan Cup. Again, that's this weekend. The final is on the 11th Saturday morning, Eastern time here. And then uh, the meeting will be Sunday morning. Um, we're going to bring back in our NXT senior correspondent, John Smith. John, welcome back, pal. How's everything going?
3: Good, man. Did
2: you enjoy your time off right there. We, we haven't seen you about an hour.
3: Do you enjoy your time off? Yeah, I almost didn't make it back in time. <laughs> No, i <laughs> Um uh
2: real quick uh thoughts on night one. You wanna run down what you have uh what you have? Did, did uh, anything go
3: over with night one here? Well, I mean NXT definitely had a really big show feel to it last week with this big Ameri- with the great American bash. Um you know, it's a when when you compare it to AEW, AEW felt like um like a normal Dynamite with a rocket up its ass, you know? Well, you
2: know what? The, 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 the theme music for Dynamite played. Like, I was actually shocked by that. Right. They actually played, you know, light the fuse, bring the boom, Dynamite. And I was like, wait, this isn't Dynamite, though.
3: Anyway, so I get that. I agree with that. Yeah, generally speaking, it just made you realize the, the actual difference between NXT and AEW. You know, when, when all the chips are on the table, NXT put out such an awesome show from top to bottom – And was able to pull viewers away when they could from the other channel, and ultimately by the end of the show, they had two hundred thousand more viewers than than AEW did. And it's not by accident; it's because they've made us care about every match that we're about to see. Wardlow and MJF versus Jurassic Express—like, cool, great match, but why do I care? You know, all these matches. There's there's something.
2: over, and you got a fatal four-way for the number one contender for the women, and they tore it down, John.
3: Yeah, they did. Oh, the—I mean, I was way off. I—I I, I called the heel victory. I thought Dakota Kai would win, and if not, Candice LeRae, and then we end up with Tegan Knox. So good on you, Al. But um, <laughs> it was a, kind of a slow start to the match, but then it picked up real quick. And there's solid spots by all four. You know, them ganging up on Candice LeRae was nice, yep. and yeah, I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, that, that was great. Ty, your thoughts on the match? You, that was the one match you said. I know you got,
0: uh, you got caught up with some video problems. Did you catch the Fatal 4-Way? Yes. Uh, so, um, yeah, you know, I was telling you before in uh, pre-production, uh, the matches I caught were the Fatal 4-Way. I caught the handicap match with Rhea Ripley, and I caught uh, the strap match. For some reason on Hulu, it didn't give me the full show, so I did miss out on the other two matches. I don't know why, but I'm very angry with Hulu. Yeah. Uh, the Fatal 4 is a good match. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, I know each of us had a different uh, competitor picked. That was
2: fun. I was fighting all four of you.
0: <laughs> that was definitely nice. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great match. It was a great way to start off the, uh, the show.
2: Uh, Timothy Thatcher and Oni Lorcan did not disappoint at all. We didn't think it would, John Smith.
3: Yeah, that was a clinic. Um, I mean... There was no wasted movement whatsoever. You know, you, you see somebody s- slap somebody in the chest with the woo. Normally they 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 stand there to let it, you know, reverberate. But they're slapping those chests and then grabbing a hold right after. And it made me really enjoy the match even more. Like, it felt like a work shoot more than it felt like a wrestling yeah. match. And I really liked it.
2: Yeah. And then Patrick was pulling out some moves. The, 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 the single leg crab where he had the... the it was a weird... Weird position. Uh, he yeah. won it with the Fujiwara armbar. He stretched them. That was exactly what uh, they've been wanting to do with him. They've been showing those Thatcher's thatch Can videos, Ty. Have you seen those videos, or...?
0: No, not yet. I haven't. I'm a bad person.
2: Yeah, no problem. He's been stretching people in a dungeon. Very Stu Hart-esque, very Cobra Kai-esque, as we discussed last week. Um, Rhea Ripley... How... Is that a... Is that a double clover leaf?
0: It was. Yeah.
2: That was impressive.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, very creative way to end that match.
2: Yeah, she she yeah, Leah's one thing, but taking, you know, Robert Stone, who was a tra- you know, despite the characters playing right now, he's a former Impact tag team champion, a former impact X division champion. Like Robert Stone, Robbie E, if you know him in Impact, he, the guy can go. So, like the fact that she was able, you know. That was very impressive. So, Rhea Ripley avoided joining the Robert Stone brand. She looked, uh, when she wasn't getting ganged up on, when she was getting her offense in, she looked pretty dominant in that one.
3: Yes, she did. I I really love that Cloverleaf, too. That's that's my favorite submission move of all time, to be honest Really? With. The same right I know the answer now.
2: <laughs> Northern Lights suplex for me. And you got the Texas Cloverleaf. Gotcha.
3: Yup. I used it when I used to backyard wrestle. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> All
3: right. The, uh, the strap match, John, I know you were really looking forward to that one. Oh yeah. I love Dexter Loomis. I love him more and more every week. I mean, yeah. he looked so strong by the end of this, yeah. you know, being able to overcome Bobby fish. They really, they really had me too. When Bobby fish came out, yep. I was like, I can't believe they're going to have Dexter Loomis lose this and, you know they did a good job of making me believe I was wrong for a second, but that was that was a great match.
2: And as the one person out
3: of the four of us that picked Roderick Strong, I was the one I'm like, oh my god,
2: if I go perfect with Roderick Strong and Tegan Nagle, I'm gonna throw right in everybody's face.
0: That was wrong. <laughs> so uh, uh, Ty, any thoughts on the strap match? I know that was the one match you did see, right? Yeah, no, that was one of the that was one of the ones I did see. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, you don't really see those very often, and Dexter Lubis is terrifying.
3: I just wonder, is, is this going to continue? Is, is Dexter Loomis going to still be involved with the Undisputed Era moving forward? Or are they going to have the Dream come in and start the tag team up because of the picture that, that you drew a couple weeks ago? You know,
0: I think it depends on what happens tomorrow with the uh, Adam Cole-Keith Lee match. You know, If Adam Cole loses, I could see Dexter Loomis just individually picking them apart one by one so they can go uh, in their own directions. You know, maybe Adam Cole works his way up to Raw Smack uh, over to Raw and SmackDown. Excuse me, ten push-ups, and they do whatever else they yeah they they do whatever else they have to do with the other ones. I love that idea.
2: Yeah, Dexter Lumis and Adam Cole would be absolute. That would be phenomenal, man. I mean, he
0: already got away with kidnapping one of them before they (laughs) they can break up. I mean, the the sky's the limit now.
2: Uh, And then, Ty, unfortunately, you missed the main event. Uh, The match that beat out Kenny Omega in the ratings. How about that? Sasha Banks channeling her old NXT self coming out in a very fancy sports car. I didn't see. I think she usually had uh, the gentleman with her to carry her or whatnot. She just had Bailey, who had a puppy, if I remember correctly. I don't know. John Smith,
3: your thoughts on the main event? Oh, it was great. Uh, uh, It's really showing that they don't need Becky or Charlotte to be around to have some really good women's matches. Uh, Sasha and Bailey have been holding up the women's division across the board, and now I mean, I think that all these Japanese ladies are on another level too. I mean, Asuka, Io, oh, yeah. even Sheeta over in AEW. I think they're a level above any of the other women's wrestlers we've got. So, but now that that people like Sasha and Bayley are are improving their game and coming on coming on up, they can go ahead and and beat five-star omega in a main event and i love that so i mean I, honestly
2: this might be an unpopular opinion but i think sasha and bailey are better wrestlers than becky and charlotte I, mean, I think like they're the ones that i want to see down if we're going to send guys down to nxt to help them and, and whatever and have just, like those are the two i want down there
3: absolutely so, I, be- becky becky had the gimmick charlotte has the legacy but these girls you know they they've been having a scratch and claw for a while now. I, I they Bailey and Sasha are the two that have kind of gotten left behind a little bit, and now they're 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 showing us what they're worth now. All right, real quick, we're running
2: out of time here. Uh, it is Double Play Tuesday. We have a sh- another show coming up in a half an hour. Uh, we got to make sure we're off for. Uh, we're gonna bring John the Connie back in uh, to join us to make our NXT picks. There we go. There's John Connie. Good to see you again, John. Hello again. Uh, so real quick, um, we'll just throw up the standings. Uh, John and I, we uh, we did pretty well last week. I said I went four and one. I think believe John went four and one as well. Uh, Tyler,
0: you got to start catching up, buddy. Yeah, I'm I'm getting uh I'm getting curb stomped over here. <laughs>
2: okay, we're gonna start with a uh, a match that they. Oh, it's not the New Japan Cup. What are we doing? There we go. Um, and I actually got a new graphic for the bash. There you go. I got our bash graphic. Uh, we're going to start off with, it's actually all the way down the bottom because they just announced, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Johnny Gargano, um, they're going to get at it after an altercation that they had backstage last week. Um, Tyler, we'll start with you, pal. I'll
0: take Gargano.
1: All right, John the County. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, give me Gargano. I think the first family of NXT is going to have a good night.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be in agreement on that one, too. I think Johnny's going to start picking up some slack here after a bunch of Keith Lee losses. John Smith?
3: Yeah, I agree. I got Johnny also.
2: All right. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is making her in-ring return. Um, I guess she's been caught uh, wherever she has been. She's been away for a while, but she's coming back. She can go. She's just going to get thrown right into the mix of all this. You know, the next two superstars that are coming up. Love to see her mix it up with Tegan or her mix it up with Dakota and Raquel. Um, that should be fun. So I think uh, we'll just uh, save uh, the talk. It's not going to be a Nala Rose story. She didn't have some kind of surprise or anything. Um, I think this is going to be a Mercedes uh, with an enhancement talent, show her stuff, welcome back, and then move forward. Um, There's going to be a triple threat match. Legato, Legaro, Legato del Fantasma. Legado, right? Legado yeah. del Fantasma. Uh, they did a nice little promo last week. Drake Maverick uh, has got more guts than brains. Came out alone to try to fight off all three of them after what they did to him. And Brizongo came to help him out. So, uh, John DeConnie, we'll start with you first.
1: As much as I love Brizongo and uh, Drake Maverick, I think uh, you know you're going to establish this Legato del Fantasma. They got to win here and uh, in probably pretty convincing fashion.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I'll just uh, do my pick real quick. I completely agree 100 percent with that. As much as I love Rizondo, I just can't see this. Ty, what are you
0: thinking? Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat with you guys.
3: All right, John. Yeah, it's the first time we're seeing them as a unit, so it doesn't make sense for them to lose. Yeah, I really really like. I like what uh, what he's doing too because he's he's got he's reminding me of what Jinder Mahal should have been when he was on when he was the champion. I really like this okay. gimmick that he's got going on. Nice.
2: Uh, it's gonna be nice to see Raul Mendoza and uh, Joaquin Wilde back in the ring.
1: Yeah,
2: it's been a while for them. Uh, we have, as a result of uh, last week, during that fatal four way match. Uh, They had another altercation backstage. These two just absolutely hate each other. We're going to go on the street fight. Uh, John DeConnie, you picked Candice LeRae last week. Came up a little bit short, being the first one eliminated.
1: Are you going to double down on Candice LeRae, or what are we doing? I'm doubling down. Like I said, the first family's going to have a good night, even if they have to uh, help each other along the way. I think it makes sense to get them back on winning ways if you're going to make anything of this, uh, you know, poison pixie heel turn. Yeah, Tyler, uh, you went with Mia Yim last week. You're
2: going to double down on Mia.
0: No. to let me down one time. I'll make the same mistake twice. I'll take Candace. All right, John Smith. Yeah, Candace
3: wins. This gives them something to, to throw in our faces for the next month about how they both won on the same night.
2: I completely agree again. Are we? Have we, are we agreed on everything? We've picked the exact same picks for every single match.
3: Have we? Uh, yeah.
2: we got one last match to go. Um, And this is the big daddy. This is the big daddy uh, of them all. This is supposed to be... uh, I I don't even know where to go with this. John Smith, you are the senior correspondent. You can lead us off with this one. This is the biggest... uh, Fighter Fest and the Greater Maiden Bash. We got four shows in two weeks. This is probably the biggest match out of all of them.
3: Absolutely. Um, I mean, after some stuff happened on Twitter last week, I think we've learned that they've... Recorded multiple endings to this match. Yeah, um, yep. yeah. I mean, we're not going to be revealing any spoilers that were unfortunately made possibly revealed last week. Um, I still have Carrion Cross ruining this match. I I've been saying it for weeks. I can't go back on it now. So okay, I, man, I to go, to- double count out the, like no contest. No contest. Oh, no contest. No contest. Oh, no contest. Wow. that's a bold pick. All right.
1: John DeConi. Hmm. Okay, I, uh, no contest was not something I even had in, in my head, uh, but I do, you know, I do see somebody getting involved, and uh, I guess if I have to make a pick, I would go with Paul retaining, because I think, as I said a couple of weeks ago, when we started talking about this whole, you know, six guys for two belts that they had the 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 crunch at the top of the card at NXT. You don't send Finn there not to have him go against Cole to see who's the greatest uh, NXT champion of all time. And then somewhere down the line, as John has said uh, many times, I see Cross being the one to finally take it from him. So yeah. I think uh, Cole retains or becomes the yeah. double champion. Yeah.
2: Tyler and I, I believe it was episode one. If you want to go back to high I think we actually, we, we called, we had Finn Bauer being the guy. Like
0: I, I don't know, Ty. Yeah, we did call the whole Finn Balor thing. We also both mutually agreed that uh, within uh, within the next calendar year, uh, Karrion Cross will be uh, the new NXT champion. Uh, yeah. I'm keeping tabs on it. Don't worry, because so far yeah. we're doing pretty well. Um, despite what I say, I would really, really like to see Keith Lee win. Um. The, uh, you know, everything with carrying cross going on, uh, it, it seems unlikely, but I can dream. No pun intended.
2: <laughs> um, I think the whole point of this, if the whole point of this is a ratings war, if the whole point of this is to get people to tune in to watch your show, if the whole point of this is to beat out John Moxley versus Brian Cage originally... Keith, it's got to be the title change. I, I, I think I don't want to say it's a lock for Keith Lee, but I, I think the whole reason you do this is so that people tune into your show to see the title change. What happened when Eric Bischoff leaked out that Mick Foley won the title on Raw? Everybody, and I'm not saying like I said, no spoilers. I didn't read anything. I have no idea what they said. They take multiple endings anyway. Um, but even if that, whatever, the whole point is Keith Lee. That's the guy, and unfortunately, I think Adam Cole, who just celebrated 400 days, I believe yesterday, as champion. Uh, unfortunately, Ty, I think we're going to be wrong on this one. I think Keith Lee is going to be the next NXT champion.
0: You know, actually, I was gonna, I, I was thinking about this before, and I have a theory I wanted to run by you without spoiling anything. No. Um, in light of what you were just saying, and uh, you know, the the spoiler we we're seeing last week dropping out, and obviously, we know this is a very big ratings war do you think that picture was purposely released to get people to immediately go to their show without even having to think twice?
2: I didn't see any – I didn't click on any articles. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Um, no, I'm just saying in general, do you think something was made public to get people – to get the
2: people – just like the
0: McFoley thing. So you're pretty yeah, much saying they're, they're right. doing – Except – You're, you're going to tune in just to see Adam Cole win? Expe- well, ex- except, you know – WWE drops a spoiler on themselves. You know what I mean? All right. It's almost like kind of cheating, kind of not cheating. Yeah. So
2: I that'd be interesting. John Smith, last comment. We got less than five minutes here.
3: Um, I think everything you said about Keith Lee is correct, but I think he's so much the guy that Vince loves him and he wants him on Fox. I don't. I don't see them putting the title on him unless he were to turn around and lose it right away. But how does that make you look good when you get bumped right up the fox? If I mean, if what I say is true, so you know that that's why I'm still going with the double. I I, I would put Keith Lee winning third on my list of possible possible. Oh odds. wow! <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, I
2: think we got to wrap this up, guys. We're running a little show, and it is Double Play Tuesday. We have another show starting in 20 minutes. Uh Ty, I believe you have to pay some bills, right?
0: Yeah, I gotta uh talk nicely about some people for a few minutes. Um let's see. Uh, the, uh anything here. Oh yes, yeah. so yeah, as you said, tonight is uh double play Tuesday, eight o'clock. Our good friend Joe Jarzink is gonna sit down with Sirius XM Canada, and NHL Network Radio's uh Ryan Paton, right here on the Eastern Observer. And Hockey Week, is uh, for anybody who didn't know, this week uh, here at the Eastern Observer, we're going to be celebrating uh, Hockey Week. Um, we're going to be welcoming former Vancouver Canucks, Carolina Hurricanes, and Carol- Calgary Flames goaltender, Eddie Lack, on Wednesday. We're gonna, Joe's going to sit down with him and do an interview. Um, Thursday, we're going to have Vancouver Canucks play-by-play broadcaster, Brendan Batchelor, uh, and then former New York Islanders forward, Rob Schremp, on Saturday, December 11th. All these interviews you can always catch at 8 o'clock right here on the Eastern Observer through the I-95 Sports Network. And Friday, after a mini hiatus, myself, Joe, and our friend Nick will be back for the primetime rundown at 6 p.m. on Friday night. It's been a hot minute, but we're looking forward to getting back out there for you guys. And uh, Al, you know we yeah. like to uh, break news here. Yes, I so- like breaking news. So we're the first to announce, before our social media, Primetime Rundown Zoom interview, fe- Zoom interview Series is going to be welcoming Newsday's New York Mets beat writer Tim Healy on the show this coming Monday, 8 o'clock.
2: Not bad. I don't know. I think that's next Monday, but it's okay. Maybe I read the, maybe I read it wrong when I taped up the graphic.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, no, actually, next week is Baseball Week. Um, gotcha. Yes, yeah, so we have a whole bunch of baseball stuff. But anybody who's looking for more information on any of our podcasts, sit-down interviews, just go right to our website, theeasternobserver.com. dot com. You got plenty of info for you there.
2: All right, guys, thank you very much. This is the first time. I think this is going to be the happy family. I think this is it. This is our it's horseman. It's it. oh, I don't know. Uh, I, and I, I don't know if you want to come up with any kind of cute nicknames for each other, but let's just uh, you know one episode at a time, right? Um. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We have about 30 seconds left. Please go to prowrestlingpickem.com uh, to make your picks for Fighter Fest, The Great American Bash. Uh, next week, we have Slammiversary and the Horror Show at Extreme Rules. It's all going to be on the website. You can create a pool with your friends, or you can play against us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool. Uh, thank you very much for John Smith, for John DeConi, for Tyler Adele. My name is Al Carl. Oh, my God, I'm slipping. Where's the picture?
1: Alexa Bliss, you. There you go. we love you so much, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> John Connie. Thanks for joining us, folks, and as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. See everybody next week. See yeah. ya.